0: Welcome to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast, where your hosts, Dr. Peter Bolden and Dr. Craig Spodak, help you go next level with your practice, leveraging the four pillars that make a practice bulletproof. Vision, building a dream team, marketing ninja, and financial freedom. Now, let's get into it.
1: Welcome back to another edition of Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. I'm Dr. Craig Spodek along with Dr. Peter Bolden. And we've got our good friend and superstar Guy Genist, Elijah Desmond. For those of you who don't know what a Guy Genest is, I don't think that title needs any further explanation. But if you feel like you may need it, uh, Elijah, you want to jump into that
2: for us? Um, um, of the explanation of Guy is it's the same thing as Mr. RDH uh it's a a male dental hygienist i I don't practice any longer but i still hold a license in hawaii and ohio Uh, but once a hygienist always a hygienist
1: that's for sure so i'm I'm happy to have you back because the last podcast we did together you won the (laughs) award of the best guest listener because you literally didn't have a freaking word that was said i loved it but but you know it's because elijah and i are good friends we met um how many years ago was that four or five years ago now?
2: Yeah, about four years ago. Yep. So we
1: met in Vegas, and uh, you know, you have one of those nights where you meet someone, and after the end of the night, you're like best friends with them because we went through so much together. I'm going to tell the audience this funny story. Uh, Elijah and I went to excess, and Vegas. was it excess in Vegas, the club?
2: Yeah, it was excess.
1: So, uh, there's a guy outside taking photographs, um, and selling, and he's, he'd email them to you. So you pay it's for a that.
2: Surrender. It was surrender.
1: Okay, got it. Yeah, the one with the outdoor pool and all that. So we go there. I tell the guy who's taking photographs to take his memory card out. Pete, did I tell you the story? Yeah, I've heard
0: this. This is a, yes. Yes. Three, oh, yeah. I, I can i can tell the story by now no actually. why don't
1: you do it in sign language as well i'm talking because you, you said you've heard it so many times hmm. so we, we tell the guy to take out his memory card and, and we give him like 20 or 30 bucks whatever we started having this guy follow elijah around elijah and i around and literally popping um photographs in front of our face with flash going off so we're in this club and the guy is all over us i'm like you know i'm telling him please stop he's shooting the photograph all the time and literally, like, the VIP guy comes over, grabs Elijah and I, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry about this guy. Let's bring you over to the VIP. Let's, let's get you away from all these people. And everybody's coming up to us asking you know, who we are. You know, it was really a funny night. And after that, I was like, this is my friend forever. So, Yeah,
2: it's, it's been great. And then I, I happened to move. I was, We met in Vegas, and I happened to move to your city, and you totally showed me around and, uh, you know, got me my barber. that I barely – <laughs> I'm gonna be getting rid of the barber pretty soon. But <laughs> oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I me mean, but but just really made me feel at home. So I appreciate that. Uh, and then you came immediately, you came on the cruises that I just started recently and and oh. killed it as a speaker. Uh, so anyways, got some love love for Craig. And then whenever I met Peter, see when I met Peter, did you I don't know if you knew this, Craig, but I did not realize that he owned multiple practices, like four or five practices. I had no idea. Yep. And it was so good to meet. First off, you guys act just the same. So I can, I could just, I can <laughs> see why you get along so well, but it was so good to meet somebody under that context, like not knowing like who they were and just know they're a super cool guy, but not really know how like completely successful they were. I thought mm-hmm. that was awesome. So uh, Craig didn't disclose that, that cool info about, Well, you know,
0: it. he likes to be the big guy in the room. So, I mean, figuratively, yeah. yep. metaphorically speaking and, and physically. So, there's I don't like, I don't to make like make the rain on his parade. There's two ways to make
1: yourself significant, either be significant or tear everybody else around you down. So I think Peter's saying that I'm the latter there. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, no, that's, that's not true. So anyway, we've done enough bromance here. Let's let's uh, let's end that for a minute. Um, Elijah, let's go right into, um, I know you, it, it was a joke, but last time you caught Pete and I on, on a lot of monologue or dialogue rather, <laughs> you were, you were having a little bit of, Uh, limited bandwidth to get your points across, and you are a valuable speaker. You'll be speaking at our Bulletproof um, um, Summit coming up in October in Atlanta. Um, That is a TED-style talk, so it's going to leave a lot of listeners wanting or a lot of attendees wanting more. So let's go into a little bit of depth about what is your passion, Elijah? Why is it that? People follow you, why is it that you're credible on our industry and and what makes you tick if you don't mind? That's the what I want you to go into.
2: Absolutely, so I'll tell you my why. So uh, early early in life I found my why and that was changing kids' lives. As a motivational speaker at 15 years old, I was able to go into a middle school or a high school and literally um, change people's lives. I really didn't really know the extent until years later when I would get uh, emails, uh, letters to my mother's house still to this date. Um, uh, Facebook messages that said things like, you came into my high school, um, the day you came in, uh, I was supposed to go home and take my life, and, oh, wow. and I'm here today because of you. Wow. Uh, you stopped me from doing that from your words, uh, or said the, something along the lines of, this is the first time I've got into college. Uh, anybody has gotten into college in my family, thank you for that. Um, send me their uh, their degree. There's so many different things and it feels good to be able to go and change people's lives and teach them that they have a, a beautiful mind. So I found my why really early on and it was changing kids' lives. I didn't realize this, but adults need their lives changed just as much as kids. And so I got um, in a kind of a motivational speaking realm within dentistry, which has been amazing uh, to, to have. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you that the most important uh, thing of all is if you find out your why spreading it and 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 impacting a whole bunch of of lies because of it so that's mine
1: that's awesome man that's awesome yeah i i think um we get duped into this idea that we're supposed to make money first but obviously the the true thing is making meaning and making meaning creates the money so um that's awesome and and i was uh the I did the first Smiles at Sea Cruise with you, correct? That was the very first one?
2: Yeah, you did the first and the second, actually.
1: Yep. Yeah, it was an awesome thing. And, and you've got another one. When's your next Smiles at Sea Cruise going?
2: The next cruise is happening in September um, from Galveston to Cozumel. And then the following one will be in March, actually, uh, to Cuba from Fort Lauderdale. You're actually speaking on that one again.
1: Yeah. Thanks for the reminder. Elijah's always joking with me that he has to remind me. He's like, you know, you're speaking next week for me. I'm like, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: So talk to me, Pete, what did you guys get? What were you guys talking about prior to uh, hit record?
0: Well, I asked, you know, I asked him, let's, let's not talk about something that's going to be talked about in the summit. And, and actually I was telling Elijah that a couple of my docs are going to listen to him when he comes to Atlanta on his kind of superpower talk, which is the, um, the high value implant marketing right elijah yep and that and so i was like well let's 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 unpack that today a little bit um, because we haven't really we haven't really uncovered that with elijah and i know that that's what that's what he sought after um you know i know you have a you've on a lot of clients that are helping a lot of people through you know navigate through the marketing aspects of of selling more comprehensive and complex treatment
2: Absolutely. So that uh, I'm excited for that event in Atlanta this Thursday. I'm super excited that your docs are going to be going to be joining me on that. The biggest thing uh, is not necessarily the the marketing. It's what's around the the marketing and the feelings attached uh, to the to the marketing, um, and a lot to do with lifestyle as well. Uh, so many patients that come into your your dental practice, uh, they're coming in with their hand over their mouth. Uh, because they're missing something, and that something can be called, in short, a smile. So they don't have confidence. And a lot of times when they're coming in, their confidence or their smile matches their clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it matches the way that they talk, and we, and we judge. We're judging those people because of the way they're looking or their hair. You see these before and after pictures that uh, dental practices take of, of patients. Uh, one of them is a, a patient that maybe their hair is all messed up and they have a jacked up smile. The other one is a, um, you know, is a, a picture of somebody with confidence. So they have, you know, a new hairstyle the, the dental practice didn't say, go get your hair done, right. because that's how they feel. Or it's, they have different clothes on and they're confident. Um, that happened Ooh. because they're
0: or what I've noticed too, because you know Elijah, a lot of what I did in my career is still do, not to the same degree, but a lot of cosmetic dentistry. And I, and one thing I thought was always fascinating—not to jump in your 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 talk here—but I noticed that a lot of times I would, in the consultation, it was hard to make eye contact with some people, and then post insertion of smile and seeing them, it was like a different level of confidence. That the eyes were locked, like you could just tell, like they were they were lit, like they're like they're I don't know, their aura was lit and it was, uh, it's pretty neat to, you know, and that, and that, and that transcends not just your competence, but it does to your, the business and in your relationships. And, you know, that's what I always stress to my friends. You know, I have, uh, guys and, and, and gals in my town. I'm like, you know, the number one thing to fix is your smile because it literally impacts everything you do in business and your family and your children, everything. Right. So anyway, not to, not to, not to, not to interject there, but I think it was kind of anecdotal um, information but it is, ke- it is keeping in with Elijah being the best guest listener. So yes. I appreciate you interrupting. I'm so gonna... interrupt him as much as possible? Yeah. Okay, got but it. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, Elijah.
2: That's awesome. So, it essentially... so what I was
1: going to say, Peter, was that <laughs> – awesome. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
2: So you're changing somebody's life at the end of the day. You're changing sure. somebody's life, and they're able to go and get their new job or they're able to go and, and get their, their boyfriend or their girlfriend – uh, because you've changed their life. I mean, I feel like that that's the reason why we all go into dentistry is to change people's lives, mm-hmm. not necessarily to do regular restorations. So uh, essentially what my company focuses on is life-changing moments. And so those life-changing moments, you're doing the right thing. However, you can live a better lifestyle as well. If you're practicing the right type of dentistry, you're able to take those days off, go on vac- go on vacation, you know, provide your family with the life that you want to provide them with, stay at home and not be working so much. I mean, I, Peter, I think you said you're you're 10 hours a week. Clinical.
0: Clinical, clinical. So, but you know, but I'm still putting in long 50, 50 hour plus weeks, you know, but it's, but 10 hours clinically. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you're living the life that you want and you're able to put more of those pictures behind your wall, (laughs) creating that much more experiences and that's what it's all about. So, Sure, we, we, you know, I have a dental implant marketing company, but it's not about that. It's about the, the lives that are impacted and the amount of change that we can not only give dentists, but the patients um, that we're working with.
0: It's just such a cool thing. And I know it gets talked about a lot in dentistry and, and kind of it's almost cliche. We talk about, you know, changing lives and all this stuff, but it's truly when I say cliche, I mean, like everyone seems to talk about it. Right. But but maybe not everyone is like kind of doubling down on that. And really kind of doing that in their practice, like that, letting that be the focus is like, I'm going to change one life today, right? And I feel like if that if that was the, the something that you could look to doing, it totally changes the game for the day. I mean, Craig, you get to see that on a lot of paces you do just, but, it, you know, obviously it's a little bit more slow motion because it's Invisalign. But like, I've seen yeah, some crazy but, transformations that you've done.
1: Yeah, I've done some really, I used to do a lot of ball and four and the immediacy of uh, going from um, T3 year. you know, it's basically a hand, you know, when you have. Really, really um, desperate need. You're, you're. It's a handicap because mm. not only is the, you know, the mouth the first step in the digestive tract. So if you don't have proper chewing function, you're swallowing larger pieces of food. Your body doesn't know how to deal with that. You know, th- your body is designed to extract the nutrients from very well macerated food. Um, but also your smile, and I, I know it sounds cliche, and I even hate going there, but but your smile is a form of communication. And there are studies. I'm, I'm reading Joel Osteen's book. Uh, Every it's a Friday.
0: universal form of communication. Yeah, it's a right?
1: universal form. It transcends all language. And um, we don't know why people behave in certain ways. But if you're embarrassed or you're smiling, you purse your lips, you may wind up thinking that, that that person is mad at you or doesn't like you or doesn't, you know, you may be thinking they're judging you when in actuality, it's just they're embarrassed. Um, I'm reading Joel Osteen's new book. Uh, and maybe it's not his new book, but a, a recent book, uh, Every Day's Friday. And he just talks about the biblical references about smiling and how a smile is the most important thing for you to have. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's and it's such a beautiful profession that we get to provide that for patients, um, and we forget that there is a law of familiar, familiarity where if you're around something that's magnificent long enough, it tends to be to be mistaken for normal and common. And the tools that we have to transform smile, whether it's just freehand composite, all on four, invisalign, a mock-up. I mean, geez, look at what Coachman's doing with DSD, where he waxes up or does a digital wax up and tries something in the mouth. I don't think I've ever done a mock-up smile that a patient did not commit to. But yet, how often are we employing that tool? We're, yeah. You know, I mean, if, if we were everybody should be getting mock-ups, you know, because it's um, the power, like like Pete always says, you can't unsee certain things. So once you pick up a mirror. You can't and, unring the bell is actually what I said. Yeah, can't unring the bell. That's what, yeah. But in my mind, it's you
0: can't unsee things. So I like that. Better. <laughs> but
1: Peter always says you can't unsee things.
0: And when you try, <laughs> when you try to smile. That's because I've seen Craig, Craig in his underwear before and I couldn't oh, unsee God. it.
1: Why'd you go there, bro? <laughs> the, whole, the whole beginning of the podcast was way too much bromance, and now you had to drop that. Uh, made, I'm kidding. We're, we're live. We can't even
0: edit this one, man. Elijah, tell me, though. So what you do you find practicing? Best, best listener,
1: Elijah. We love having you there. <laughs> you look good, man. You got a wood bow tie. You're bringing out the best in us.
0: Elijah, sit so down me. So when you talk to practices and you see them kind of struggling with enrolling larger implant, you know, implants obviously are higher dollar, higher skill. What do you see being the biggest impediment to that enrollment?
2: Absolutely, finances. Okay. Fin- finances number 1, team mindset number 2. Number 3 is contact rate. So, I guess we'll start with number 1, which is finances. So, we want that person to come into our practice that so we've spent this money on the marketing. We want them to come to our practice with, let's just I envision your ideal patient, long um, blonde or brown hair, whatever you like, um, and a a, a Louis Vuitton purse mm-hmm. and uh, beautiful uh, dress and well put together in this perfect smile. However, it's not that. It's the exact opposite. And whenever that patient initially calls the practice, they may be talking with a lisp. They may be a little ghetto. They may not be their ideal patient. And because that happens on a regular basis, the mindset of the entire team is, is affected. When that patient that was on the phone goes to make an appointment, they don't show up. Now, all of a sudden, they're expecting these patients to show up, not show up. Mm-hmm. And so the mindset of the team that, applies for care credit one time after the next after the next that gets denied it it, it, after they get it enough time they turn off it's not all of a sudden it doesn't work because of the mindset because they go into the situation thinking oh well this person's talking this way so they're not going to be even scheduled appointment or they're price shopping so you know the chances of them showing up so they don't give it a hundred percent so the mindset of the practice really is everything and it is a numbers game not everybody is going to say yes not everybody is going to have that, 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 that purse or, 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 or credit card that can take on a $30,000 or $50,000 case. However, we should have the right mindset and think that everybody can. We need to have empathy for these patients. These patients are coming to us uh, because they've lost so many of their teeth and because they're not happy with their smile. And if, if we come to us and we're judging them instead of having empathy, we're not going to be successful with it at all. All right,
0: Elijah, I'm gonna play devil's advocate for for a second, just because I think it'll be helpful for the conversation. So yes. as a practitioner, we look at like hey, okay, there's only so many hours in the day. And if I if I and I only have so many at bats, so to speak, and I wanna get, you know, I wanna I wanna I wanna move the needle in my practice financially. Like so I think some of that is just deep-seated subconscious that like, oh yeah, going back to the woman, you know, so like you were saying, the example is if 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 the team has been trained like denied, 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 right. And you only have so much time in the day, then your day essentially was, was a quote unquote a fail for the practice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So you you they pivot to looking towards the woman with the Gucci purse or whatever because they feel like there's a higher success of getting on base with the treatment enrolled. Mm-hmm. So what are what are you so that was my devil's advocate thing is, yes, you you need to treat everyone with empathy and like everyone can do ideal treatment. And you're right, you cannot judge a book by its cover because sometimes those patients that you're talking about, that come in with, you know, that don't look like they're going to enroll in treatment. They do the, they do Cadillac kind of like dentistry, you know, a treatment plan. But what is the point of what you're saying when you were indicating people fail or they fail to get a, a, approved for financing? What's the thing that helps the practice move the needle in situations like that?
2: Good question. Going into it with the right mindset. Okay. That mindset that everybody has an opportunity and there's a lot of people that won't be able to but treating everybody the same and okay. secondly having multiple finance options or having finance options yeah okay yep and and so we won't get so many no's if we have three four five different ways that patients can pay for what it what have
0: you found be the most successful of the of the of the third party financing or just creative financing internally maybe even
2: yeah absolutely so the go to is for me is always is always care credit first yeah so care credit is kind of the go-to
0: because of the highest approvals
2: um, care credit. Number one, the most offices have care credit. They right. do not have the, the highest approvals, uh, but it's somebody that it's almost like care credit is a universal language. Mm-hmm. So if I ask you how many, what kind of financing you have, more than likely you're going to say you have care credit.
0: Craig, who's the high, who charges us, the dentist, the highest fees of all the third party.
1: Um, it's pretty much a dead, Heat, uh, dead race between like Care Credit and Lending Club, depending okay. on what product you choose. I know Care Credit and Lending Club have different rates for Invisalign, but I mean, to, to what you're saying, Elijah, he, people in America live in a monthly economy, they don't yep. live in you know, no one has like an eighteen thousand dollar, you know, tooth fund
0: in their General bank. Account. Fund. Yeah.
1: But when, when you go to order a cable, and I talk about this when I lecture, you know, if the cable TV person's like, Hey, do you like HBO? Yeah, cool, you like. You know, you like Showtime? Yeah, cool. All right, I got a package for you. It's 10 years of cable for $18,000. You would say, there's no way I'm doing cable, but your cable bill is $150 a month, and $150 a month over 10 years or 120 months is actually $18,000. So I don't know how much a Honda Accord costs, retail price, but I'm pretty sure I've seen advertisements of it about 220 or 200 bucks. Yeah, probably, yeah. So when we present dentistry to people, to Americans who live in a monthly economy as $10,000, that, you know, they'll leave skid marks, but if you could break it down into a monthly payment of, you know, 100 or 150 bucks a month, that's a total different language to most patients. I know, uh, you know, I know any, all three of us, if presented <laughs> with an unanticipated $15 or $20,000 expense, would really alter um, our feelings about accepting anything, but if you have the ability to to accept monthly. And I love what you said, Elijah too, about the mentality because we're not doing our patients a service by withholding information. And I believe that dentists don't present because there's an inherent fear of rejection. And it's not about you. You are hired to tell patients what's going on. I mean, in my practice, we don't do a lot of like what we would consider straight cosmetic dentistry. So not a lot of my patients will come in to this practice and say, I don't like my teeth and we do veneers on. It's just not part of what we do. Not that there's anything wrong with it. We have a more restorative based and orthodontic practice. So our mantra is like, we have to tell you everything that's potentially going wrong with your teeth. And it's really not about me. It's I have an obligation to tell you everything I see. Maybe what I see won't manifest to become a problem for five or 10 years, but it's not about me. It's about you. And I think if dentists, and other healthcare providers could
0: start to hear that it's not. If they get upset with me, I'll reach. You know, the you rejection know. thing is big, though. You're right. You're right. I think. Mean, I think. I think, it, I think we go for. You know, I don't want to present that because I know they'll say yes to the single crown, but you know, like eight at one time. Mm, you know, the and, funny and thing I is when a precipitating event happens where a patient breaks two teeth in the
1: same quadrant all these areas you've been watching now the patient's like hey you know i broke these two teeth i want to fix it then we go okay i have permission but you could ask for that permission
0: you know Uh, elijah can i tell can i tell another example here just i don't want to get into the guest listener territory i want to make sure but it's pretty cool it's something i've been studying a lot recently in in the in kind of the context of marketing and that's and that's storytelling market storytelling marketing Okay. And so actually Josh Robbins turned me on to a guy who I've been following that's in Nashville and just pretty cool. And, and really the parallel to what Craig is kind of saying is that sometimes we put as the dentist, we have it all kind of wrong. We think we're the hero and we're just like, we're the hero in the story, right? Look at me, I'm going to fix your smile, bum, bum, bum. And, and we need to reframe that. We are just the guide, the guide to making the patient become the hero. And so Craig, back to your point. And if you, and if you reframe that and you're like, look, I'm just the guide, and if you reframe that, like you can't really reject the guide. I'm just here to guide you to where I know you need to be if you want to be yeah. there. If you don't, then so really it takes the rejection out of the picture and doesn't make you feel as vulnerable if you, if you, if you switch into thinking, I'm just the guide. You're going to be the hero if you want to be. Well, listen, every, every
1: professional at its core should be an educator. So if patients really understand, if you do a good job of, of helping them understand all the choices, they'll make a good decision all the consequences the the reason why certain dentists don't do well is they're not really great communicators to the patient they don't give them the information properly in a in a, in a way they can
0: understand do you see that being a problem elijah is 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 communi- i mean at, at some point you can give someone all the tools in the toolbox but at the end of the day like do you find that being a problem is that is that communication still is is missing
2: Absolutely. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole reason why there's constant coaching and people are going to these seminars to get mm-hmm. better. So, yes, communication is absolutely a issue and it's is an issue that people are trying to fix. That's why the you know case presentation and any kind of communication seminars, they exist in the first place is because it is an issue. We don't know how to communicate with the patients like that we should or we're not mm-hmm. good enough and we have to get, get better. And so, yes, I, I absolutely do think that that was an issue.
1: Hey everybody, it's Dr. Craig Spodek from the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast, and I am super fired up to talk to you guys about our summit happening October 12th and 13th at the beautiful St. Regis Hotel in Atlanta. This is the opportunity to learn everything we've accumulated over the last 20 years of dentistry and business management. We're leaving it all on the table, there's nothing to sign up for afterwards, this is just two days of intense learning and mastermind sessions. We strongly encourage you to bring someone in your office that's a stakeholder, not just an employee, but someone that's actually following you and treats your business as their own. Because if you come back from this thing all fired up and you don't have your first follower or someone to help implement, it's going to be very difficult. So once again, October 12th and 13th at the beautiful St. Regis Hotel in Atlanta. Registration is filling up very, very quickly and the tickets are almost sold out, so go to bulletproofdentalpractice.com forward slash summit and reserve your spot today. See you soon, people.
2: We were talking about uh, finance. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were talking about um, mindset. Right. covered those pretty good. And then the the last one is contact rate. There's so many, I mean, I've dealt with well over a thousand offices now in my career. And- You say okay.
0: contact rate? Sorry, just to make sure. Okay. Yes,
2: contact rate, meaning that uh, dental practices, they do all kinds of marketing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I go to them and I ask them and say, okay, well, how is that billboard doing for you? Or how's that magazine doing for you? And the response that I get is, uh, I don't think it's doing that good or I think it's doing good or it's going great. But the big picture is this, most of the marketing it's doing good for you, but your contact rate sucks. Mm -hmm. So a patient reaches out to you, why are 30% of the phone calls not getting answered? A new lead comes into your inbox, why is it sitting there for 24 hours before they're followed up on? When people want something, they want it now. Mm -hmm. So the contact rate is up there at the top. You know, you spend all this money on marketing, but the people aren't answering your phone calls. And when they're answering, they have a mindset of judgment. And when they come into your practice, there's no financial options. But if you can master all three of those levels, you'll be extremely successful.
0: I feel like you're yeah, you're right. I feel like there's a direct correlation to your speed of communication as to onboarding someone into your practice, right? Um, oh yeah, we because all we live that. in we live in that now economy. You know, we've been trained by Ubers and like we Craig and I talked about this a lot and, and in the book a lot. coming, Is that you know, we, we, Amazon. The giant companies in our economy are training our society how we need to react. And you can either adapt and become more like them or you can die. And, and dentistry, I feel like, is lagging. You know, we, we make people yeah. jump through all these hoops. We don't have this big easy button, Elijah, right? Like you're saying, even your financing, like just hit the easy button. Like, like the car dealerships have got it. Hit the easy button. We'll get you. We'll put a car. We'll, you, can, you can leave in 30 minutes. You know, sign, sign and drive, right? We don't, have a, we don't have a sign and smile. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. We have 21 viewers on Facebook right now that are patenting that right now. While you're, <laughs> don't worry
0: sign about it. Sign and sign and dot com. Oh, it's available. Awesome.
1: Yeah. So I just um, bought it. I'll sell it to you. Is it good? Good. No, but it's um, true though. It, it, it's it's. Uh, we just got Amazon Prime from Whole Foods to our area, Elijah. So. You know, the other day, I'm thinking about what to order for, for lunch, and I just, I ordered like a yogurt and blueberries for five bucks, and it was dropped from Whole Foods to me in a cold container. It was crazy. And uh, we, we are, we live in an age where the is expecting that for everything. So 10 years ago, it was no big deal to run a check to the bank. Now, if you tell me I have to run a check to the bank, it's a really difficult proposition. It's like you have to wait online and drive and blah, blah, blah. So Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And, and so, so we see that, but dentistry is late to the game. We're making it hard for patients. Um, you know, oftentimes it's because doctors are trying to control that experience too. They're telling, you know, I've had people, I, I've talked to somebody about scanning and doing CEREC and their practice same day crowns. And they literally said, my patients don't mind coming back two times or sometimes three times. Mm -hmm. How do you know? If you ask your patient, would you rather have it done all today or come back in a week and a half or two weeks? Who's going to say, I love you so much. I want to do it. I want to see you again in two weeks. No one. No one. And that's why SmileDirect and things like that are getting compelling interest. You know, even though Invisalign is a far superior product, they've made it so easy. They make these scanning centers that are, you know, that you can send it
2: to
0: your house. You send it to your house. Yep.
2: So here's what happens. Here's what happens. A patient types in dental implants, Delray beach. And after that, what will happen is an ad will pop up, whether it's an ad from my company or another company's, so there's an ad that pops up at the top on Google. Mm-hmm. They click that ad. They con- they, they're trying to contact somebody when they can't contact somebody, they click back twice and they contact somebody else. It's that easy. Who answers the phone who contacts them and who answers the phone with empathy. And so the contract, top contact rate is so important to me. Some, there's a, a question, Paula Jones says, do you feel that personal customer service makes a difference in sales? And the answer to that is absolutely yes. If you walk in the door, like I don't know if any of you've been to, to Spodak Dental Group, to Craig's office, but if you walk into the door, immediately you feel the love. There's it's a remarkable. concierge. There, who, who has a concierge in their dental practice? If you have that, type it in the comments below. I have a personal concierge. <laughs> Most of you don't, I'm sure. But Craig has a concierge in his dental practice. And everyone, and there's like 20, 20, 20 chairs, Craig? Uh,
1: 18.
2: 18 chairs? Everybody has a personal relationship with you when you walk in the door. There's a system to it. It's the best customer experience I have ever seen in dentistry to date in Craig's office. And so that customer service goes so far because you know what? At the end of the day, people don't just want this cheap product. They want the best value. And if you're giving great customer service, they assume you do great dentistry. You can do horrible dentistry. People wouldn't even know. But if you treat them good, you treat them like people, you have empathy, then they're going to go ahead and think you're the best dentist ever.
1: Elijah, you just touched on the number one problem with our profession, by the way. The number one problem in our profession is that people cannot readily detect the dentistry they're receiving. So that's the issue. If there was a, a way that people could understand the, the, the quality of their dentistry, I'm, I'm not speaking for cosmetics because cosmetics is a whole other thing. But even some patients don't understand what t should look like. They... they, they the, the People don't understand what they're getting. So that's why I think we have such a successful integration of corporate into our, into our profession because corporations, even though they're, you know, widely considered to not be great for the profession, they do it better than the average dentist does. They make it look and feel better. So the average dentist doesn't invest in his or her practice. He goes out as soon as he makes some money and buys an ice cream store. We talk about that in our book. You know, we talk about that exact phenomenon in our book. There's so many people like stuff. on the dental investment page and all the stuff like, hey, what about a side business? You know, Subway. Well, subway yeah, looks good. Subway yeah, looks good. Yeah, we could do a, a bin candy store. I'm like, bro, your chairs are from the Brady Bunch here and you have shag carpeting, upgrade your office, upgrade your own, you know, we know how to do dentistry and we know how to invest in our, you know, we we know what's going to provide us the highest ROI. But for some reason, dentists think that
0: outside business is the easiest thing. It's just not. It's a stay in your lane conversation, Elijah, is what we talk about, you know, just encouraging folks to, you know, what got you here will kind of get you there. So you kind of, but stay in your lane, which you know what to do, you know just because you're successful building a dental practice does not mean you'll be successful with running a subway. And the second and third
1: location thing too, by the way. That's If you're a solo practitioner and you have an idea to build a second and third location as a solo practitioner, even just the second location, that really makes very little sense to me. I'd love to see people commenting below if that, if you know someone that opened up a second location driving around between two locations, trying to be in two places at once, and they, that's working out well for them. I, I don't understand why people do that.
0: Why people what? Open go, up the second spread, spread themselves thin with multiple locations? Right. So they have two teams working independently of you. While
1: you're in one location, no one's covering your stuff over there. No one's actually, um, you know, uh, um, providing dentistry in the primary location, so you have a support team that's burning your overhead
0: while you're somewhere else. That makes no sense to me. So the multiple, the multiple practice model doesn't make sense to you, or the the one where it's a single owner. Correct, the single owner multiple
1: practice model. I see that a lot. So people get okay. fairly busy in one and say, you know what? Why don't I consolidate my four days a week to two here, and I'll do two three days somewhere else. I see. Okay. Drop okay. it around, Paula. Again, by the way, thank you so much for your comments. What role do you think word of mouth plays in marketing nowadays?
2: I mean, it's a massive role. That's a massive role. I, I mean, think it's higher than it ever has been too. It is. Don't you agree, Elijah? Absolutely. It's referral. It's knowing that somebody, is, uh, somebody has been there and they've done that. It's the personal referral is, is everything. And I'm going to tell you what, you can have a whole bunch of personal referrals if you change somebody's life. That's a walking billboard for you. I mean, let, let's, let's, let's face it. Whenever these uh, dental practices, they're doing these great things and publicizing them about changing one person's smile and giving it away. You, you've heard of these, right? I think mm-hmm. it's amazing. You're changing somebody's mm-hmm. life for free. Yep. Well, the, big, the big picture is is you're also telling the world you have the ability to do this. And then that patient is going to go step outside your office and tell everybody who did their smile. So that makes all the sense in the world to me. I
1: wanna say one thing about, just to Paula's comment, word of mouth is not, so word of mouth 10 years ago was you saw Sally, you did a smile makeover on her, and then Sally happened to go out to dinner with a bunch of friends, and this just so happens that dentistry would come up and she would mention you. Today, word of mouth is is literally your social media page. So people have social media all wrong, and for those that are going to our summit, I'm I'm, I'm hoping that this is one of the major pearls that you get. It's not about posting Garfield and the stock photography that you can get from all the various outlets about, you know, SMH, it's Monday or time to brush your teeth or whatever. It's not about pushing out a message. It's about pulling people in engagement. That engagement word you're talking about is creating a conversation. So when Sally now goes and leaves your practice and she checked in on Facebook or saying, I'm so happy, that is word of mouth, but it's word of mouth on steroids. It's word of mouth, like what with rocket fuel, because it's everything is viral now all of her friends see that and if one of her friends happens to like it now you tap into their friends it's literally exponential so sally has 300 friends but one friend likes it that has another 700 friends now it's 1100 a thousand people that have seen it so that word of mouth is so so important now
0: and and too i think that's going back to how our the monster businesses in our economy have trained us look at facebook and look at amazon Facebook is popular because of social credibility, right? You can actually post something and have, you know, the social conversation and Amazon has trained us to look at reviews on for pencil sharpeners reviews for everything from your peers or people that are looking for pencil sharpeners or, or, you know, microphones, whatever it is. Like it's training us. So that's the same word of mouth. And, and what Craig is saying the social media, it's all, it all sits under the same kind of ecosystem as social meritocracy.
1: I don't want to get t- tangential on this one thing, but the cool thing about, I want to just, you brought something up that I thought was cool. So right now our reps, our Patterson, Sullivan, Shine, Benko reps come in and say, this is an awesome cement. This is what everybody's using. Everybody's doing it. And that's kind of, that's cool. Or you can go on a, a Facebook ro- uh, chat room and find out what everybody's using. But imagine when Amazon is in full swing selling dental supplies. Imagine the fact that I go on, I'm looking for like a micro etcher. And I see that Dr. Bolden rated it or that, you know, the reviews, it's not the convenience anymore. It's the reviews like that pencil sharpener you're talking about. Like I oftentimes will go to a store because I need the pencil sharpener today, but I'm still pulling up Amazon on my phone and I'm literally investigating the reviews on it. So Amazon's true merit may not be the convenience, but the fact that it's a meritocracy and that same thing exists. hundred percent. It's the same thing for your business as well. So you may have the most convenient hours or maybe the Amazon like dental practice in your environment, in your, in your community, but your reviews are so important. It's not the amount of reviews. It's the frequency that matters as well.
2: I totally agree with you. Greg, Greg may ask a good question. He says, how long should a dental implant consult take? And then he said, what's up fellas? As short as possible. Yeah. Oh, so first, it off, take
1: as long as it takes to say yes, <laughs> the first and then part. get out of the
0: room. <laughs> Sorry, go, Elijah.
2: <laughs> that's that's crazy. Actually, Greg is. Um, we've been pre- working with his both of his practices for quite a while. Um, so, Craig, I or Greg, I think that that question was directed towards me. First off, let me go ahead and tell you this: you should not be spending as a dentist a whole bunch of time on the dental uh, dental implant consult. That's a waste of your time. It should not be spent there. You should have the expert, the confident experts, deal with that patient. You should not have them clogging up your entire schedule. Listen, you could leave and do a a, a a hygiene consult all day, like you do all the time, Craig, right? It's not that difficult to leave and do an implant consult. It should be set up for you. It should be set up for you. Your team should be that good to where you don't have to spend a whole bunch of time. So uh, you know, Greg, you said, how long should an implant consult take? I'm going to go with 15, 20 minutes. At wow, the most. that's long. And that's if, a, but here's the thing. That's if, if they've made it to that stage, huh? they should be a 15, 15 minutes of, of your time of a patient that says yes. And maybe it's shorter, but the big picture is, is you shouldn't see most of the patients. They shouldn't even get to you. But when somebody comes and they want to pay you 20 to $50,000, that, they, that might make more sense. And maybe it's just five minutes for everybody else, but uh, it, it shouldn't be taking up your whole schedule. I see a lot of dentists, they block out their whole schedule. They waste their time. Some patients don't even show up in the first place. But too,
0: like 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 Craig was saying, look for, be socially, be I'm sorry, be situationally aware of yourself in the consultation and look for the buying words that someone's pretty much already wanting to do the treatment. Like you've done your clinical spiel, and then they start asking about the price or this and that. And that's when you need to bail because how many, how many times have you seen a doctor unsell treatment? <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think the takeaway is get the hell out of the room once you start hearing those questions and let the professionals enroll it. Because the patient's already said, yes, all you're going to do is work is is find ways to unsell the treatment. And, and that, again, is going to be a disservice as you as the guide is a disservice to making that patient the hero right? You know, so, I, I've come to see so many different styles of Pete and Elijah
1: of, of people doing it so differently. And I hate this one size fits all thing that we're kind of going down because there are providers that have very unique styles. The most important thing is that patients understand and you're committing them because if we fail you know, I look at it like this, if, if we fail, especially in a more needs based practice like mine, if I fail on telling someone the benefits of the dental implant fixing that space they have, if I don't land them five years down the road, they're gonna be spending a lot more money and doing a lot more dentistry because I did I was not convincing enough. It's almost mm-hmm. like everything needs to be sold. And I hate I hate to use that word, but sold. But we have million dollar campaigns to stop people from smoking. The government spends hundreds maybe tens of millions of dollars trying to get people to stop smoking they have the truth campaign it shouldn't need to be sold cigarettes kill don't freaking smoke but we have public service campaigns about smoking about drunk driving about seatbelts. so we're in the same boat we have to spend an inordinate amount of time to help patients understand what's good for them what's best for them and if we fail they're going to get worse how many times, Peter, have you told a patient like you got a bunch of decay? I know it doesn't hurt you right now, but you got to fix it. And they disappear for a year or two. And what would have been a grand or eight hundred dollars is now ten yeah. or fifteen or twenty thousand. So yeah. I always tell my docs: if you fail, you're failing the patient. It's not about you. It's not about you getting the sale. It's about letting the patient know it's that alignment. What what Elijah said is like how you feel. Yeah. And if you feel you're actually doing ethical dentistry that's going to help people spend less money, it's perfect. But, that a lot, but when you get into the sales tools of it, I, I always kind of I, I just feel weird about it because I'm really aligned about what's right for the patient, you know. And that's also um, just something that I guess it's me and I've got three generations of dentistry, so I feel like it's a little bit more purpose for me. But um, I, I don't mind telling fees, you know. I don't mind discussing fees,
0: but I do know when to get out. When you get in the weeds but, and like right. how to get into so that works for you, right? But you're Correct. you're a little bit you your your personality is a little bit different than than most of us dentists who are introverts, right? And so yep. I think we're just talking thirty thousand foot view on this. Like, yeah, you may be the exception to the rule, but I think as a whole, from what El- the practices that Elijah teaches or or helps, wouldn't you say that you know sometimes the sometimes we have a tendency to untalk treatment, Elijah? Oh, for sure. yes Um, that's that's all i was saying i mean yeah of course there's exceptions to the rule craig of course yeah yeah for sure all right elijah so that's the third that was the third the the i'm I'm saying touch point you say contact contact point
2: contact point
0: yeah okay
2: contact point is everything and they're actually this isn't out yet but it's about to be out when i talk about contact point there's this company called lead owl uh, I've never never met the owner. I don't know them personally, but I've seen their software. It's so amazing. When it comes to contact, contact point, Lead Owl. Lead Owl. Lead okay. owl. It, yep, it's not even out yet. But okay. basically what happens is, say you do have a phone call that comes in from, you know, from your marketing, uh, or you have a email or whatever it may be. There's like a text message that comes up on your a phone and all the people's phone that says, a lead just came in. And then in like five minutes, it's a reminder that it can't, that nobody got in contact with them yet. And it goes to multiple phones, 15 minutes, and so on. You can set it to wherever you want. But I think the contact rate, uh, with contact rate, that'll help, especially uh, when it comes to Google Ads. Because people that are searching Google Ads, they want something and they want it right now. They don't want to wait. So you need to hurry up and get, get get in touch with them.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, like, the the amount of, if you went to go shop for um, a car and you registered or you went to go see an open house, it's amazing the amount of drip campaigns and remarketing that you would get in most businesses. Yeah. In my practice, if you come and check out Invisalign for yourself and disappear, we're most likely not going to hound you, which is a really major hole. Or if you you know, if you had di- di- uh, diagnosed decay, You know we're not going to probably be chasing you as fervently as most businesses would, and if you don't buy the car, your 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 life condition will not change as drastically as if we fail to convince you that you need to take care of your decay. If you fail to take care of your decay, your tooth is going to start getting extremely expensive over time as neglect and time goes on. It's interesting. I don't know what what type of drip campaigns do you have, Pete? If someone comes in and um, has a, a veneer consult with you and then says, let me think about it. What's hey, point?
0: Do you, I don't do drip campaigns. Have you ever, have you ever gotten in a, do you, do you like being involved in a drip campaign as a consumer? Do you me? like being, do you like being dripped to? Yeah. No, God, no. Oh, although, okay. although, although. Okay, although, so therefore I don't do it. To- no,
1: although, although, let me, let me specify. So if my dermat, uh, let's just say my dermatologist said, uh, well, no, I I don't necessarily, I, there's certain things that I know are good for me. Like my yearly dermatology visit, my teeth would be included in that, uh, oil changes for my car. I don't mind. Like, that's not a drip
0: campaign. So, so that's a reminder. Okay. A so, drip campaign is a sequence of, a sequence of emails that you're going to get because you expressed an interest in X. Then now you'll get an email on Y, Z and, and now you'll be getting almost spam to a certain degree. And and it's hard to break out of that loop. So that's, you're basically dripping information to them slowly so that, so that technically when you get the touch point, it's that 15th time or that 20th time they, they've been touched by you and they're getting valuable information that they're going to pick up the phone and finally call you. Okay. You got me on email number 12. I don't, I don't do them because I I didn't have a lot of success with them in, in the past. And I never liked being the, the quote unquote victim of a drip campaign. So I don't do them. the dripped. You don't like being dripped on. I don't like to be dripped on. Yeah,
1: in, in general, right? Like if you're sitting under a leaky air conditioner event, you don't like to Do not even. drip on me. There will yeah. be problems. That's <laughs> kind of like borderline waterboarding, depending if you're still or not.
2: You know? <laughs> you're so, just like... so Paula asked another really good question. Uh, she said how many implant options are ideal to offer an office? And so my immediate uh, question with that or answer to that would be a minimum of, of two because there, there's large companies out there. We won't say any names. Uh, oftentimes they give you one option and, mm. and, you know, it might not be the best option for you. So that goes with what I had talked about a little bit ago. Essentially, if you tell them that you're going to tell them all of their options, all their options is not one. So I say a minimum of two, and try not to overwhelm them with a whole with too many options.
0: Well, Elijah, when that company, when that company is only only holding a screwdriver, everything looks like a bunch of screws. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah and, I, and that's another really. You know what? I won't even. There's a lot of different companies out there, and I'm not talking about this one necessarily, but a lot of a lot of practices we talk to, they say, "Well, I don't know if we." Um, would even be successful with marketing because we have a company like clear choice that's in our area and they do they spend tens of millions of dollars on marketing you know i don't think that's you know we even have a chance well here's the really cool thing they're actually educating so many patients it's not funny and guess what they're spending tens of million dollars you know what you need to do all you need to do, okay. I'm letting out a, a big old value drop. Here it goes. Go on Google AdWords and type in clear choice Nashville and guinea pig off of all the marketing. There you go.
1: But if you're in Nashville, if you're in Detroit, don't do that. It'll be a colossal waste of money. Because <laughs> just, just, just people are very literal, Elijah.
0: Elijah, that, that is a massive hack for advertising. I'm glad you said that because that's such an easy thing. Piggyback piggyback on that don't don't accept defeat actually be like thanks for doing all that for me and pick up where they left off and now and now you can deliver the granular customer service that they couldn't have yes love yes. it there we go right, let's just end on that let's end yeah microphone drop who's have you have a microphone pete you want to drop that sucker there i can't i can't it's on a, it's on a mount and it's uh, real. you know it's, yeah it's right <laughs> your heart um so elijah man I'm, i uh, again you're you're an awesome dude which is the most important thing and you you definitely deliver massive value. i'm excited to be able to hang out with you in october i'm excited to hear your presentation which is completely different than what we talked about today um in october at, at the summit and um man it's just been nice to hang out with you again even virtually
2: Absolutely, thank thank you all. Can you can you drop the date the date so everybody that all all the be- viewers that I'm
0: um, is at the St. Regis. Okay, October twelfth and thirteenth. Um, well, 11th through thirteenth. I guess you can arrive for the cocktail kind of thing um, in Atlanta at the St. Regis in Buckhead, which is you know that's where you know that's our Rodeo Drive and where you can do a lot of walking around. Those great restaurants and great shops, and um, we got an awesome room rate. So we really want to deliver like top notch experience and get. But not have it be like a top notch, you know typically they're five hundred dollars uh, or plus a night, and we got it negotiated down to half of that, so we want to deliver like a top tier experience because everything's about experience, right um these days and um and you so, learn yeah. better too when it's a transformational experience with sure. cocktail hours and the and the level of um uh, so you learn better in a St Regis than you do a holiday Inn, correct? that's exactly what I'm saying, yeah, got yeah. it, you, you do. got it.
2: That's awesome. So a couple, I have a couple questions for you all for all of, um, of my listeners that are listening in, you know, you guys have extremely successful practices, totally different practices, right? You know, Peter, you've got four or five practices. You're, you're only clinical 10 days a week. Craig, you have this massive facility that's it's green, you know, you're, you're super successful and there's, there's a format that you, that you're providing at this summit, right? So there's a TED Talk format, but there's also a lot of people that are listening. I'm sure they want to know, like, how much are you guys going to be giving your your value, right? What what are how much are you all going to be participating in your own summit, and what does a TED Talk look like?
0: So uh, can I can I take this, Greg? Please. All right so let me let me take the reverse order TED talk is as anyone who hasn't seen it they're capped at 20 minutes where where the the presenter is, has to be compelled to deliver massive value as quickly as possible in kind of a kind of a story format essentially right so you you really distilling your your message down you don't have time to sell anything all you have time to do is is kind of create that engagement so that people if they hear what you're talking about they can follow up with you later if they want more at the summit, Craig and I will speak a fair amount. I think, you know, total time, because we have a fair number of speakers. I think we have uh, close to seven speakers. So we, Craig and I do have a, the, obviously the lion's share of the stage time and it is a lot, but we also have a lot of time reserved to not just, not just um, kind of sit there and, and pontificate on, on stage. We actually are going to be engaging as a, as a group. And that's why we capped it at 70 people because we want to be able to kind of get into the granular operations of, of, of certain <clears throat> aspects of people's practice. So that's a, why we have that promise, Elijah, is the 10X guarantee. We promise you whatever you spend coming to this conference on the, on the tuition, that you will 10X this in the next 12 months you do, or we'll give you your money back for the conference. Because yep. literally we're going to just, like there's no agenda. As Craig says, there's no agenda. We're not selling consulting. We're not doing anything. It, it, it really just deliver massive value, help the profession as a whole, and, um, and, and yeah, just deliver massive value.
1: And by the way, you can't
0: put 70 people in a room in an interactive
1: format with microphones and breakout sessions and all that stuff and not have massing learning for all of us. This is not, yeah. it, you know, this is not, as Peter said, pontificating from the stage, but sharing our best practices amongst all of us. And there's no follow-up. So a lot, I'm just seeing now, now these days, people get up for a three-hour lecture and it's all an extended sales tool. It's a big old pamphlet. Yeah, it's a big brochure on like, hey, sign up and you'll get the rest. I've actually been told when I've been lecturing for other people, don't give all the value. Don't give them everything. You know, just leave them hanging. I'm like, well, for what? Because I don't consult. You know i don't want to get in the weeds but if you leave this summit and you have basically everything peter and i've ever learned in the combined 38 years of practice together and can institute massive value in your own practices we're helping the profession and that's going to be our sense of fulfillment right there so that's why we do this and that's why we're spending time uh like this on a monday afternoon with all of you guys so yeah uh, one thing i want to add to because i know we only have a couple spots left what do we have we were maybe 20 or so spots left yeah. if, don't come alone if you're thinking if you're a doctor listening to this podcast or a hygienist listening to this or a, a assistant or office manager you need to bring at least one other person because everybody goes to these seminars It's all fired up and around your office, they know you went to a seminar. So on Monday morning, you're all fired up, you're going a million miles an hour and everybody's talking about you. Oh, don't worry, Dr. Jones has been through this before by Wednesday, he'll forget everything. Mm -hmm. So you need a stakeholder, you need someone that's actually active in the leadership of your practice because between you and the other person joining on this, you guys will create a vision and a mission for the practice.
0: And, and accountability. accountability and accountability to each other who attended. Right. Uh-oh. I think mean, that's the biggest, biggest thing is like, let's hold each other accountable to implement some of these awesome ideas. That's going to move the needle for us this year.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, r- real quick. Is there roundtables? Will there be roundtable sessions? And how yes. many hours of like open format um, are, 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 are planned? I, I have, think there's a
0: couple on each day. Sorry, Craig. I think there's a couple. So we on have each day. this cool concept. We're going to be doing a lot of live polling
1: during the, um, we, we've opened up live polling during it. So we're going to create breakout themes. So maybe there's a good percentage that want to talk about associate contracts or maybe buy-in or build outs or stuff like that. So we're going to kind of keep it live. And we have a thing that Pete and I talked about that no one will stand in a microphone for more than a minute. So in the middle of us talking, there's microphones set up in aisles. If you get up and watch a microphone, we freeze. Because this is not about just saying a preformed agenda. Of course we have an agenda. But if the, if the, if the collective interest is gearing towards one way, we want to start shaping it that way. You know, it's, we, I've got so many lectures that they just totally missed the mark. So it's an organic process. And if we spend an extra 20, 30 minutes, because two or three people will even poll. like, Hey, Dr. Jones wants to talk about associate buy-ins. We would create a quick online poll. If you want to talk about associate buy-ins, we can talk about marketing ninja, start polling right now. and We'll go there. Democracy rules. So it's not this yep. old style grandpa's mm-hmm.
0: your, your grandfather's uh, lecture. It's going to be totally dynamic.
2: That's awesome. And is there CE that's given out at this event?
0: Of course. Yes. Yes. Good. You know what? We don't have that, um, we don't have that publicly on the website, but I, or maybe we do now. But there is there is CE, there is pace.
2: It's so a right, it's a write off, which is awesome. Justin uh, Bernard asks, what are some great? Um, uh, we'll, we'll save that. Is there anything else that um, that you guys have to add? The dates are, or what again? Uh,
0: October eleventh,
2: twelfth, and thirteenth. Eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth. Okay. And um, the, the website for that, I'm sure you're going to put that in the links, right? It's
0: just Bulletproof Summit, yeah. And then it, it links you to the registration page, and then there's a video. There's more videos of us talking about kind of the value.
2: Okay, awesome. I, I can think of a couple of dentists that that need to go here for <laughs> to make sure. They see this. Um, and then, do you have anything else to add before we answer this question? This last question.
0: No, no, I think that covers it, man. I think we're, we're you can tell we're pretty fired up to, to do it. And it's, I think, you know, like Craig said, we're excited to, to learn as much as anybody else, you know, because we, you know, as much as it's, yes, we're kind of sitting from the, the stage of the organization, but I guarantee you I'm gonna come out, out of that conference with 10 things to implement in my ecosystem. I always do, especially yeah. when it's interactive.
1: 100%. Because listen, so we've, we've approached most problems our own way, but it's going to be like, okay, how does the group anybody mastered this problem? Because we've mm-hmm. all had the same problem. Yep. No, there's no unique problem. In yeah, they're
0: just variations, right? It's so, just variations.
2: Yep. So that that goes back to the thing that we said before we even started. So when we're talking in this uh, in this summit, uh, I would I would recommend that we utilize the same thing that we utilized in entrepreneur organization EO, and that is coming uh, talking from a gestalt standpoint. So many times you're telling people, "Well, you should do this, or you shouldn't do that, or if mm-hmm. I were you, I would do this." None of that. You should only be able to experience share. So, in my experience, this yeah, is yeah, I like that. I, this is how I handled it. This is how I overcame the situation. And now that's up to them. Instead of you should, you should, no, I like that. <laughs> share.
0: Let's do. Yep. We'll implement that. that's once, a great.
1: And what's applicable in our practices, it doesn't translate. It's not like we're all vendor. It's not like we're all franchisees of Chick-fil-A. Right. You know what I mean? Like everybody that's coming there has their own unique dental practice, their own unique culture, and it's never one size fits all. Uh, It's a very important part.
2: Absolutely. So what – Justin Bernard, I think is the last question before we – before you guys – if you guys are done. He says, what are some great implant financing saving ideas – when care credit or lending club isn't an option in a house implant financing plan let me just go ahead and tell you really quick uh first off whatever care credit uh, and lending club don't um get you don't get approved i would uh, say that an option is proceed finance uh, proceed finance has a much lower uh, uh credit score that they will um, approve and their average case is ten thousand dollar approval so Proceed finance, look it up. That is who, um, that's the main uh, lender for actually um, uh, uh, clear clear choice, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. So, proceed finance, they get you 100% of your money up front, uh, similar fees to the big guys, but you get all your money up front. It's a bigger case and more acceptance.
1: And also, I'm just, I've never heard of them before. So, this is a no way a plug or an endorsement because I know nothing about them. But I'm just went to their website, 96 month repayment term. That's off the hook man that's eight years right 96 months eight years absolutely imagine when you're in a monthly economy and all you have is 60 months and you can offer a 96 month it's going to be
0: a very very different um um, uh uh yeah they they actually hit us up craig and told you this that they he wanted to get on the podcast to kind of speak to our listenership um,
1: yeah, Pete and are is really reticent to have people selling from our podcast. We've gotten opportunities to make money and we, it's just, it, we don't want to contaminate what we're doing
0: with that. But
1: hey, listen, if you like but it.
0: To, Elijah, yeah, I'll say, but to Justin's point, if you know, that may be another, that may be an, an, an option. Like Elijah, I didn't, I didn't even, I haven't even heard that as, as kind of a third, a third option. Um, so that's awesome. I mean, for me
1: personally, and I have very limited experience with this, but I love the idea of the dentist doing their own financing via, um, you know, maybe like a compassionate finance. I have no experience with them, so I'm not endorsing them either. But something where you could actually play the role of bank.
2: Yep, compassionate Um, uh, finance and eye care. I have a lot of offices that use both of them. Um, and some offices that use one or the other. So the really cool thing about having all these offices across the country, I know what what's working and what's not working with the finance stuff. Um, I'm not claiming anyone, right? I just know everybody should have Care Credit. I'm not. Um, I have no relationship with any of these companies. Right. Uh, it's just what I've what I've seen work in the marketplace. So in office, I Care Compassionate, uh, and then outside, besides Lending Club and Care Credit, you have uh, Proceed. And Proceed is they're killing it. And also
1: there's always a good idea to point patients to their um, credit card companies. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's useful tools. Your bank may offer you uh, uh, a loan. You know, there's other things that you could uh, have at your access. Don't, you got to think outside the box. I know that Scott Luna talks about a special type of credit card and all of those breakaway practices that they could open up and, and get credit that way. So just completely have them do it on their own, which is one, one option as well.
2: We can't give all the, we can't give all the nuggets away. That's oh, right. trust
1: me. We could have seven days and not <laughs> give it
2: all away. I nine, Just four hours. Easy.
0: <laughs> Elijah, enjoyed having you on again, pal. And um, yeah, again, reiterate, I look forward to seeing you soon, bud. And it's always, it's always fun to hang out. Craig, that's it. I don't have anything else. That was, that was a, that was a long one. Yeah. Been a, been a good one, but we just kept massive value bombs there. Right. Right, yeah. Elijah. Thanks. Thanks for all the people who join on our uh, Facebook
1: live and uh, any comments or posts or sharing that you want to do, we'll try our best to answer those as time goes on. And um, we look forward to seeing you all again on the next edition of the Bulletproof uh,
0: practice podcast. All right. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Please rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite podcast source. Check out bulletproofdentalpractice.com for video interviews and text bulletproof to 345-345 to stay connected to us for special announcements. Have a great day.